Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This show is brought to you in association with Labbrooks for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at labbrooks.com. Welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name's Phil Whelans, and joining me this week, as usual, Jim Grant. Good evening. Jim was at the Arsenal game at the weekend, which obviously we're going to discuss, because there are one or two issues arising from that game. But also joining me this week, it's been a long time since he's been on, it's Sam Delaney. Good evening. And his brother, Dom Delaney. Good evening. Joining us uh, today for a very, very celebratory Stop Hammer Time. It's, uh, it's, we're in an exultory mood. We're high on absinthe and uh, opium. A variety of drugs. A variety of drugs. A heady cocktail of drugs that Jim brought with him. Yes. And forced upon us. <laughs> Sam, you, you didn't go with the game. Were you working at TalkSport? I wasn't on, on Sunday. Sunday. No, I was watching it at home with my dad, who I'd invited round. And who was, he's, he's a grumpy bastard, and he supports Tottenham. And he uh, complained because there was a problem with my Sky. So we kept, it was a ludicrous farce watching this game. Like, Sky would be on, then the signal would drop, then we'd try and get it on Sky Go on my phone and watch it on a tiny screen. And then we'd get it uh, on the laptop on an illegal stream. First for a while. world problems. No, it was, no, it, First world no, listen, problems, I yeah, say. To right, you. Yeah, it was. I've got a number of devices that I can watch yeah. things on. But imagine watching such a great game. Yeah, 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 like constantly changing from one yes, thing to yes, another. Yes, and at the end, like my dad grudgingly admitted, yeah, West Ham had played well because he obviously sports Spurs, so he wanted West Ham to win. Yeah, yeah. But so. at the end, he's gone. Uh, what are you doing now? And I said, what do you mean? He goes, why? What are you typing on your phone? I said, well, what I'm doing is I'm on social media gloating uh, about the result and antagonising Arsonal fans. Yeah, and he yeah, just, do you know what he said? Really. He just went pathetic. <laughs> 
So it's his influence by which Theo Delaney... Uh, no. Other, no. No, because he didn't even support... Oh, right. Oh, right. My, my dad's a dickhead. He, he didn't even support... Spurs. He reckoned he support, supported Wolves right. when he was a kid because yeah. he's about 100 years old. So he supported Wolves because of Billy Wright. And he wasn't from Wolves. He was, you know, yeah. from Stanmore. And then he just got older and he just liked... Then he claimed he didn't support anyone because he thought he was too intelligent to right, support right. a team. He thought supporting a team was stupid. He likes yeah. football. He I, like, I appreciate yeah. football on an aesthetic level, dickhead. And then he and then he got older and he we all knew he supported Spurs and he denied it. And now he's just like, yeah, I support Spurs. He was in advertising. Uh, yeah. you know, in the, he would have supported... Janis Joplin and Gilbert and George in, in the 70s surely yeah. just bands and yeah, yeah. conceptual artists and yeah, Yoko exactly. Ono he would have supported Yoko Ono he'd probably listen yeah. to jazz yeah jazz yeah. jazz and uh, Dom as we established last time Dom was on Dom you forced Sam as a child to support uh, West Ham because yeah, your yeah. other brother Cass supports QPR which is your that, in fact your right. local team where you that was up. the local team yeah, yeah. Well, it was, we were halfway between QPR and Brentford and Brentford were just uh, a silly joke at the time we, we all liked them but they were a silly joke we mm. used to go couldn't really. You could go there idiot and actually child, play child football on the empty terraces mm. while the game was going on. We did that quite a lot. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, when it came to the crunch, I had the. Uh, I had. I, I left Sam with no choice, really. Yep. No, Absolutely quite right. No choice. Right. Yeah, yeah. Bastard. Yes. Uh, Spurs you had to go against the whole family thing and uh um and uh QPR, well they weren't so much a joke at the time, but they weren't far off, were they? No. Great team. <laughs> great team great team in the seventies though. Stan Bowles, yeah, Stan Bowles, play, Rodney Marsh. Yeah, um so, Thomas. We'll talk about that game. Uh, we will also talk about, uh, we uh, we mentioned, uh, Sam, that you're doing a lot of shifts at TalkSport at the moment, and you did one the other day with Paolo Di Canio. Yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, Paolo I Di Canio. Spent yesterday afternoon, picture the scene after the euphoria yes. of watching that game on awesome. a multitude yes. of screens, yes. and I'm there basking in the glory, mm-hmm. thinking, oh, uh, for the first time in years, I'm thinking, oh, actually, I love football. I love West Ham. Mm. It's great, isn't it? It's mm. absolutely brilliant, football, West Ham, all the rest of it. Then? And then... The phone beeps. I mm-hmm. look at it. It's from the producer at TalkSport. Now, this is a rare First thing. First world problems. Phone this, beeping. This, this they is used to thing. ring. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what's that? The flap flap of a carrier pigeon. Who might this be communicating with me? Why? It's TalkSport. TalkSport, uh, you know, as you'll be able to establish from listening to the station, if you do, uh, although yeah. I've noticed that everyone on the Facebook group for Stop Hammer Makes Time is rather snippy anti- yes. about TalkSport. You had me as a guest on it. You had me as a guest on it, didn't you? You, had you, me you co-hosted a I show. I did it with um, yeah. Perry oh, so, so they yeah. like t- Stop Hammer Time. Mm. Oh, but they don't like TalkSport, even though it's good enough for me and you to go on. Turncoats. Snobs. All Turns, of you listening yes. to this, you don't deserve no. to listen to this. No, you're snobs. No. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they're, you're all snobs. I mm-hmm. don't know what you listen to. What, nope. Five Live? Bloody Adrian Charles and Victoria Derbyshire <laughs> talking about fucking adoption or some bullshit. The Financial Times. Robert Peston and oh, Bertrand Russell disca- discussing the weekend's football Is that results? what West Ham... Oh, no. what we've become? Oh, not talks, but it's all idiots. Yes. All anyway, listen. Yeah, I do talk sport. It's brilliant, and but they, you know, as you'll know from listening to it, it's not a professional setup, and so you never hear from the producer before. Like you barely hear from the producer when you actually arrive in the office, right? 
they'll just sort of like grunt and look in the direction of the studio and that's it. And uh, and so I thought, that's weird. They're producing, maybe it's being cancelled or something. They went, really casual, like, Paolo Di Canio is in the studio tomorrow. And I thought, this is a wind-up. This is a shit joke to take the edge off what has been an extraordinary day because the producer who supports Coventry, I thought, he probably thinks, look at Sam being all smug. He's excited that he's coming on air tomorrow to brag about West Ham. I'll take the edge off it. Turns out it's true. And he came in originally just for a 15-minute chat which I think, I wasn't told explicitly, but I think was very much designed to put him back in the shop window for a job here in England. And uh, he hung around and did a 45-minute chat. Fantastic. Let's talk about that uh, after we've discussed the Arsenal game. Also, we will discuss a possible Cockney Rejects, Slaven Bilic uh, match-up. Supergroup. Yeah, supergroup. Like those when uh, we're like, um, like Daft Punk Featuring Pharrell Williams, Daft Punk featuring. Yeah, what know. are the other supergroups? The special AKA. Well, yeah. uh, Sparks and Franz Ferdinand. Sparks and Franz Ferdinand. FFS. Combo. FFS. Uh, yeah. what, what, what were the ones in the 70s? The, the band? Were they a supergroup? Oh, I know. The Travelling Wilburys. Oh, yes, yes. You've got your um, Bob Dylan. All, your George Harrison. All dead now. All dead yeah. now. No, or, Dylan's not or, dead. Or inside for. Operation Utree. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of them U yeah, Utree took a lot of them. Utree took a lot of them. It was Bob Dylan. Um, They're now the stationary Wilburys George in Harrison, Dave Lee Travis, yeah. um Roy Orbison <laughs> yep. and um yep. and Jimmy Savile. Yeah. And yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were actually yeah. a good band. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. You do a prison band called the U Trees, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good name for yeah, a band. Yeah. Uh so um so that's our that's our menu for um, we've we've got to the end of the menu and we're ten minutes into the podcast of, of what we're going to talk about on the podcast. First of all, let's talk about the Arsenal game at the weekend. Yeah, it was brilliant, uh, Jim. You were there, I believe. Yeah, fantastic day out. We really enjoyed ourselves. Were you were there, you were there with a the sulky teenager? Uh, well, she's uh, no longer a teenager. No, she's, no, she's thirty she's, now. She's, 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 she's sitting next to you. Uh, say hello. Next say hello, Zoe. Say hello. Yeah. hello. There she is. Four Bruce, children now. She's she got four exists. children. Sulky thirty yeah. something. Anyway, we had a fantastic atmosphere. Great away support really noisy loud singing throughout uh, I didn't see it because I was playing bass at a festival it's like a middle aged man's bucket list first world problems middle middle aged man's bucket list uh, you know wish list played bass at a festival at the weekend who with Earth, Wind and Fire let me guess Earth, Wind and Fire really no the Wilderness Funkadelic Uh, uh, well I watched Funkadelic Parliament with George Clinton at Wilderness at the weekend yeah but I did not play bass with them was Bootsy Collins playing bass for them no there's a load of you know people you you have no idea who they are but they were amazing I have to say they were really good and then I played bass um, in a thing the next day that's just too long to describe what it was but I did play bass at a rock festival which was, was, was great Jim back, back to you yeah, 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 back yeah. To, yeah we went with, uh, yeah. with, uh, with Phil Nice uh, oh Phil Nice yes, yes. Um, who's been on the podcast and is nice yeah, and what a fantastic away performance. A consummate away performance, really, um, in every respect. You know, um, I, I watched uh, Match of the Day 2 expecting there to be a kind of travesty of, of highlights, which, you know, suggested uh, case, that we were under the cosh the entire time and nicked a couple of lucky goals, which is the way you'd expect to win 2-0 at Arsenal. But it really wasn't like that at all. We were in 
we were in control of that game to I, uh, such a large extent. I tried not to hear the results till I got back and watched Match of the Day too. So when one goal went in, I sort of thought, oh, you know, it's going yeah, to be 3-1. Then when Zarate's goal came in, yeah. went in, I was like... Oh shit! The win is on. The win is on. I, was, yeah. I literally leapt out of my chair the, the, in my living room the on my own. Being there, particularly after we went two 0 up, was was that? I mean, yeah, they had a lot of possession, but it was mainly sideways passing in front of our defence, and uh, we were forcing them shots, out wide. And they were, yeah, the yeah they had very few little, uh, very few genuine kind of dangerous chances, and you really felt from from sort of twenty minutes out that actually no no we're just in control of this. It's fine and. What surprised me, actually, was the degree to which their heads went. I've never seen an Arsenal team heads go down so much. They knew they'd lost it with with quarter of an hour to go. They were shot. Mm, mm. Um, Jim, Jim, do you think... Um because I, you know, it really came across, despite the fact that I was watching it across all these devices <laughs> yeah. in an interrupted way, how, you know, what how noisy the West Ham support we were very noisy, was yeah. and what a party atmosphere and you know we've all, yeah. all, all of us West Ham has experienced that at away games where it's there's that sense that we've just taken this ground over well actually okay. and I thought that's had an impact because Arsenal in particular the fans are you know they're rubbish let's be honest mm. everyone says it's a bit of a joke like, oh, library, but they really are I mean it's the worst mm. ground it's I mean it's, it's as bad as Fulham you know yeah I mean it's, it's a joke Muppets, but I, yeah, I also think although they've got a fantastically talented team who I do think could challenge for the title yeah. it's a timid team because they don't have many where they don't have a Tony Adams or a Keown or Vieira no. well they don't have a Quixote I mean they don't no. have a beast in midfield no and they also they I would not swap our centre halves for theirs not no, in a no, million no, years no, no, no. I mean Ogbonna had a fantastic game actually which hasn't been mentioned a lot oh did he really, play well he yeah played well, I think yeah. really well right. putting a couple of very good blocks we were really solid at the back Tomkins uh, looked really really good at right back not necessarily he's in your a attacking play, he's sense a but player, isn't you know he? yeah absolutely yeah. and I thought you know the other thing about it was as well as the attitude you know looking defensive yes we were sitting back but we were looking to hit them on the break Mm -hmm. and in Payet of course you've got a player who can seriously threaten Uh, on the break he looks extraordinary there was a fantastic moment in the the second half where he broke through and he just he did that kind of playground thing of just knock the ball past Koscielny Koscielny. and muscle him Shelney was spinning around on his ass, and he'd done the same thing to the right back. No, no, he did it, and he did it to um, Oxlade Chamberlain. Oh, yeah, dumped him on his ass as yeah. well. He's, he's quick, but he's strong too. Yeah, and, yeah, he yeah. made Koscielny He was there to be fair, he was Arsenal's best player, Chamberlain. He, he was the one who yeah, was at yeah. it, he yeah, was the yeah. only one who was at it, and the rest of them didn't really support him. And Koscielny had a mare. He, I mean, a lot of people have, I mean. There was a very conspicuous error from Czech for the first goal, yeah. um, and, uh, and, and, and an error for yeah, the yeah. second, although obviously less conspicuous at the time, perhaps. But when you see it, you realise, yeah, mm. you should have got across. But um, actually, Koscielny just let just let Kiati run. It, it, it was oh, bad yeah. central, yeah, bad yeah. defending, yeah. really. You know, yeah. and uh, you know, Mertesacker has been was slow when he first arrived at Arsenal, and he's honestly he's just too slow. For well, I, you know, I thought uh, there, there was talk of this season, you know, not being a kind of sort of triumphant resurgence of West Ham that it might be a kind of a struggle. But I, but part of what ga- gives me a little bit of confidence is that we do have a really good pair of centre backs, and in fact, we've got four good centre backs yeah. now. And like, you know, Chelsea won the title because. Cahill and Terry are the best pair of centre-backs in the league. 
I hate them though. You know, we do. They they are they they're a really efficient pair of centre backs. That was the difference for me looking at it uh, on was it Sunday night match of the day two mm. and seeing those freeze frames and looking at our defence which was totally very organized. well organised yeah, yeah. Yeah. everyone was in place they looked solid yeah. at the back there and yeah. I, I wanted to draw on the screen like they did yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and draw the look at these defenders because yeah. they were talking about the Arsenal attack but I wanted to do that line yeah, you know? yeah, it was yeah. like we were there and we were organised and solid and I think that was a difference and we, uh, yeah absolutely and we pressed them and gave them no space to work yeah. in in midfield counter attacking uh, um, yeah the counter-attacking was fantastic. Um, and, you know, Zerati was part of that. Brilliant. And Sacco worked his socks off yeah. um, and has got pace. And, and there were times Payet where you didn't see any on. of. Yeah, yeah. Take yeah. anybody I mean, on. Yeah, 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 he did yeah. that against uh, uh, the Romanians. I've forgotten their name now. And I'll probably mm-hmm. never need to remember it ever no, again. No, no, no. And, oh, did you? Uh, yeah. uh, he, he, that first goal, he was just on the yes. edge of the penalty area. He did a little shimmy and took the bloke on and, and did a pinpoint uh, accurate cross into the... Zerati's yeah. goal was really good in that yeah, as well. Zerati's been yeah. really impressing in pre-season, and and you know obviously his goal. Yeah, was I think great. that they were they were hell bent on buying two strikers a couple of weeks ago, and now they're thinking we just need to blow the money on one striker. I hope they Possibly, do, and yeah, I hope yeah. it's Hernandez as well. I don't, I don't think it's going to be Hernandez. No, I think not. that you know United have got one striker, and even he doesn't look that good. No, no, no. I mean they're never going to get two top class strikers in before the end of the window and no, we can't no, wait him, I can't yeah. understand why they don't just buy Austin I don't know why they think Austin well they think that he's overpriced if they wait it'll be cheaper but I mean at the end of the day 15 million pounds for a striker an English striker who scored what 19 goals in the mm. Premier League last season that is a fair price. Well, also before the end of the window, you get quite a few games in, don't you? So people, yeah. so the teams are working out what they need, yeah. and yeah. a bigger team will just come in with an offer it's for a, Austin. It's a we'll fair price for yeah. Charlie Austin, yeah. you know. I can't understand yeah. why they no. think he's overpriced. I'm, I'm apart not hundred percent convinced by him, um, but you can't argue with eighteen goals in a exactly. season. You look at the is, stats, you look at you know, the price. To yeah. me, it's, it's it does almost score cheap. goals. It does score goals. I mean, goals. you know, what, what's his name? The West Brom kid. Berahino. Uh, Berahino, yeah. yeah. He'll go you know, somewhere, he'll go won't he? Because they've just signed he'll Ron. He'll go for mo- much more than that. They've just signed Ron for 12 goals. million, haven't they? Ron sounds like the way. Here's a racist joke. You'll know what it is. Just Rondon, it sounds like he was a Japanese player. And they go, no, I want to play in Rondon. <laughs> a little bit of racism um, for you there, I think listeners. We should, I think we should come back to Zerati because he's, he's a player who has, you know, kind of divided opinion. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people say, and he's the one player in, you know, in comments on uh, Facebook and whatever who seems to have attracted, even though he scored, uh, the odd bit of criticism. And I felt, uh, you know, at the game, the, the things that struck me about him were the, were the, the work rate the work rate, the fact that he was quite often covering the full back, tackling people in the, in our own box. Yeah. You know, he did track back and he did work hard and he did hassle people. And, he, you know, the goal, the goal, you know, he was he was worrying around and he, and yeah. he nicked the ball. He nicked the ball off Oxlade the Chamberlain to score really the good. goal. The yeah. turn's really good. You know, I mean, yeah, it's absolutely. just bizarre. And I There's... think people have started saying, saying things about him that are th- those kinds of... 
every so often people you get into a kind of kind of lazy received rut of saying things about a player like people would say about Robert, Rob Green great stop shopper but he, he's, he's, he's crap yeah. at crosses which is rubbish he was really good at crosses yeah. and it's just a kind of lazy thing people say about some goalkeepers don't they and I think people have started to say about Zerati oh yeah just you know he, looked, he, he doesn't pass si- the ball he doesn't, doesn't release the ball he's the size of Jabba and, the Hutt uh, he, <laughs> well he's certainly he, he not now really I mean he, he was at the start of preseason he was quite he was you know uh, he has lost he's really kind of clearly worked at his fitness over the last three or four weeks um, but the thing is that, that I, I, don't, I think that's a little bit unfair because he takes people on and he tries to take people on. You are going to lose the ball occasionally if you, if you take people on. And there was one glaring, just before the goal, at the start of the second half, there was one what I thought was a glaring example of what people criticised him for where he should have released Sacco and Sacco seemed to be free. But in fact, when I saw it on the, on the um, replay on the television, it, it's clear actually he delays the pass because Sacco has run offside. So mm. it's not necessarily a straightforward thing. Yeah, him. Yeah. It looked bad at the time, but uh, it, you know, maybe, maybe you know. So I think maybe he's um, reading the game. and he played some nice yeah, passes. Yeah. I thought Zarati was 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 one of an excellent part of an excellent team performance. You really, really couldn't. Uh, you know, really single people, anyone out as kind of man of the match for me. It was fantastic. Oxford, Oxford was superb in many ways, uh, and, yes, and obviously it's the striking years thing old. about it. He's still um, getting his. Uh, he's still was... waiting for his O level results, isn't he? Yeah, it's extraordinary. Yeah, 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 he played yeah, a game yeah. at the Emirates, beat Arsenal two 0 and then he gets his O level results. It's fucking extraordinary. Yeah, it is extraordinary. It really it is, is extraordinary. extraordinary. Um, I suppose one thing to talk about in, in a way, uh, just very quickly, is that sort of the resting players issue with the game away in Romania we should, and, yeah, uh, we should because when that. we lost that game of the weekend someone on Facebook went Bilic is a dead man walking <laughs> so, oh the, you know, uh, the absolute peak of overreaction yeah. Bilic is a dead man walking you know and the season I think, hasn't started I think yet. what it tells you is just how ballsy he is really he's really ballsy I mean there, there were a lot he's taken a lot of risks already I, in his I short was happy time that as, he did it personally I was hoping before it was even announced I thought I hope he doesn't take a proper team out there no because I just knew I thought this Europa League thing I was against the whole idea from the beginning anyway and then with those sendings off and then Valencia that's injured. Right. That's what I just thought, stuff this for a game of cards. Yeah, that's why everyone's forgetting. Any Spurs fans, Spurs fans are all like, oh my God, it's a nightmare. It's just disrupted yeah. every season for us. I reckon Spurs would be finishing, you know, they what is this, third season in a row? They'd finish probably at one, possibly two places higher. All yeah, yeah. It's a really... That joke competition in so he, many ways yeah. but what he had to do and what he if he fielded you know because a couple of people went well couldn't he have taken some of the kind of senior players out there and just just given them a run out in the game uh you know what he had to do for just one football match was play his optimum team that he might carry on the rest of the season with and if they you're kind of going oh well I'll take so and so out to Romania and just use them for a bit of the game they might come back injured or they might do this or they might yeah. do that but you know basically he's focusing on the first match of the season yep. in which given availability you know Valencia's already injured he's trying to play the best team he possibly can to give an idea to himself of who he might carry on I mean I think people feel you know players like Burke and Samuelson um um, Jarvis, who was uh, who was only on the bench on Saturday, you know, could have gone and played I mean I, th- I think you know that, that it does look as if 
you know, in the final analysis, they just threw it. Really, I mean, it just. does look—it does look like that. Uh, I mean, obviously, the game, okay. obviously, the game plan was win it in the first leg. You know, you, you put out a full strength side in that first leg. They were two 0 up and cruising. Collins got sent off. Refereeing decision, you know. Yeah, referee decision. I don't know. It's a difficult one. It, all, all it's set. Without judging him, in in terms of the kind of kind of kind of thinking behind the decision, or whether he was under kind of any any kind of pressure from the owners, which some people have suggested, nevertheless, it was a ballsy thing to do. And if we had, if we'd have got badly turned over at Arsenal on Sunday, he would have come in for a lot of yeah, stick. Yeah. And you know, I think I think to to deliver the way he delivered because it was a great managerial performance on Sunday. It wasn't just that the team mm. were they were set up right. The substitutions were well, really yeah, ballsy. Post match interview mean, um, was really good. Um, he, yeah, um, but yeah. bringing up, I, I tell you, who played fantastically well when he came on was Nolan. Nolan was superb when he came on, just sitting in front of the back four, no, breaking things Nolan's up, starting a few little for attacks. A job elsewhere, that's yeah, why. Yeah. Well, so he suddenly but, pulled his finger up. But yeah, I mean, but it look, was the right, it was the got, right substitution to make at the right time. You're all talking. Tom's talking about how good the defence is. Well, Slaven Bilic was one of the classiest defenders of his absolutely. generation. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and so you sort of think, oh, yeah, suddenly he's he's coaching them. He's got that right because a lot of fans at the beginning of the season, what are your priorities to sign? I don't think many of us would have said centre back because we thought, well, you know, Reed, Tompkins, and Collins are all good. Yeah, we're, ha- yeah. we're kind of happy with all of them. He thought, no, we need you need a top class centre back next to Reed, and then he's just got the team so organised. And then obviously Julian Dix was, you know, arguably mm-hmm. our best ever defence. Well, but I think Dix is is, is as much in more. there for that kind of passion and the kind of you know, reminder about you know doing it for the fans and, and, and stuff as anything else he's a hype man well, he's the yeah, flame, he's the flame hype man. we all have a hype man um, you this will lead us on whenever Phil is ready to discuss the matter of Joey Barton yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah because yeah. the idea is Harry Redknapp said on TalkSport which all of your snob listeners despise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on TalkSport this morning, Harry Redknapp made the best point, which is, never mind anything else, what about Julian Dix and Joey Barton? Entertaining. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> dynamite stuff. <laughs> Let's talk about that in a sec. First of all, uh, we didn't, uh, because of uh, because of the uh, internet situation in Croatia, I was unable to download the uh, Croatian Top 10 yeah. this week. Oh, um, that's a shame. we were going to make that a regular uh, feature be a good week. regular feature but what I have done is um, Slavin Bilic's band Rawbow uh, as you know did the uh, Croatian theme song for, 2008. for Euro yeah. 2008 yeah. in the same way that Back Home and World in Motion were yeah. our ones yeah. and uh, the Croatian yeah. Um, song Euro uh, 2008 was uh, uh, Vatrino Ludilo, which means fiery madness. And now, <laughs> fiery, <laughs> fiery madness. Excellent. Fiery, I know it was his band. Oh, it was uh, a Billy's band. Did they join in the chorus? Did they join in the chorus? I haven't. Were they wearing casual clothes? I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it. But, um, right. You know, like like you, Jim, my Croatian is is rusty. If you don't use oh, it, if you, pretty good. Oh, is it? If you yeah, don't yeah, use yeah. it, you lose it. You, yeah, if you yeah, don't yeah, use yeah, it, yeah. you it's lose like it. Like a muscle. That's yeah. the yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, I, language I, is like a muscle. Yeah. I is. applied the little Croatian that I can remember to translating okay. the lyrics of "Fiery Madness," and this is what this is how they go. Um, uh, so it's uh, it's Croatia's Euro two thousand eight song. Mm. Uh, Croatia. 
Put your jeans on. Are you ready? Let's go. 2008. Kick the ball. Kick it to death. Smash. Burn. Kill. Fa 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 fa. We win for you, women of Croatia, with your bras of steel. Show them to us. Show us your bras. Make us strong and our dinner. Tommy used to work on the docks. Now he is dead. Ha ha ha. We use his jumpers for goalposts and also his skin and hair. Set off your flares. Fiery madness, 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 fiery madness. Half time, nil nil, an orange, cup of tea. Blood transfusion! Now we win! Fiery madness, fiery madness, fiery madness, fiery madness. Croatia, have you planned your holiday? Miles of unspoilt coastland. Warm welcome. Unless you play football, you will die. You will die. You will die. Opposition fans, they are not men. Kill them all. Fiery madness. Fiery madness. Fiery madness. Fiery madness. Fiery madness. Not go out on penalties, please. And that's fiery madness. That is moving. I think it was Elton John. Bernie Taupin did the lyrics. Elton John did the melody. I think in this case it was um, Elton John and Charles Manson. (laughs) Uh, When Elton John, before Elton John got off the coke, he wrote that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Just before he came to it, his marriage had broken down. He was struggling to come out of the closet. And uh, he told, yeah, and he'd gone so far, he said, no. Bernie, we're swapping roles on this one. I'm doing the literature change and you can do the piano. I've written a song. It's called Firing Madness. And get this, I'm going to give it to the Croatian National Football <laughs> yeah, Squad. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, Elton John mainly wrote songs for Watford. He, he wrote, did. Uh, but you know that Yellow song. Brick Road was based on the colour of their strip. I heard yeah. that Fiery Madness was... Uh, those were the original lyrics for Candle in the Wind. Ah, which was the song yeah, that, of yeah. course, was a tribute yeah. to Diana, yeah. Queen of Hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just don't think that at her funeral, it would have mm-hmm. gone down as well. No. So no, it was better used no. by the yeah. Croats. Yeah, it's now Good being used song, by the Croatian Tourist Board, isn't it, now? Mm-hmm. In their I holiday so. efforts, yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of the top ten was about... Uh, Tourism in Croatia yeah, last week. Yeah, Do you remember? Yeah, when yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the well, they're keen about, for people to 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 come yeah, to to come to Croatia. Yeah, it's yeah, very it's beautiful. Miles of lovely, beaches. beautiful beaches. Have you been lovely there, islands? No, the Adriatic with, coast. I worked with uh, a lot of Croatians recently. Mm-hmm. I was in Slovenia, and I worked with uh, a lot of Croatian crew out there, and uh, and none of them had steel bras. Though. Was it steel bras? Uh, let me see. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't bras of bras. steel. Bras. Yeah. I think that that's probably a metaphor. It's almost right, certainly a metaphor, okay. yeah. Right. Bilic has, speaks for, has a law degree, so they'll be using a lot of metaphor, um, yeah. simile yeah. and allegory okay. in his yeah. song lyrics. Yeah. I, I put I it to you, he would say quite yeah. a lot, because yeah. he's a, got a law yeah. degree. Uh, would you say, Phil, that Croatia is definitely the best country in the world? Yes, definitely, for, to, for a holiday destination. I think or Croatia's just generally. Jim, it's right up there. Yeah. It's right up there or thereabouts. Yeah. Champions League yeah. places. Yeah. It's up there, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. America still mm. number one for yeah. a lot of people, but yeah. Croatia yeah. biting yeah. at its heels. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, t- 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 well, let's carry on. Let's talk about well, yeah, Joey Barton. Joey Barton. Joey Barton. He's sort of. We've got a lot of midfielders, haven't we? It seems. Uh, I mean. Feels to me like he's a little it's bit surplus a to requirement. Curious one, isn't it? Assuming it is all going ahead. Has it been confirmed? No, 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 not no. by any means. Um, it is a curious one. I mean, 
leave aside let's for a moment leave aside his kind of the baggage that come that comes with him and think of it in purely footballing terms he is a good footballer but he's 32 33 something like 32. that um i That's thought true. we were moving towards a policy of signing young players who you know who will develop and have potentially resale value if they do develop um you know we've got some experience in the midfield already uh, and as you say we've got a lot of we've got a lot of good players in there we've got this Obiang who we've not we've not no, who seen who has comes with a very good yeah, reputation Spanish under 21 um, um, so it's curious it's curious it's questionable whether or not we you know we would really you, you could argue get him for experience but then it, has he got the kind of level headed sort well, of kind of I'll go out on a limb that, right I think know. this is a really good idea signing Joey Barton I actually thought it the other. I heard him somewhere or other on the radio saying, "Yeah, I'm, I'm t- speaking to a few clubs and, and I'm close with one." And it popped into my head. I thought he'd be a good sign for us. But the reason is, well, firstly, I think yeah, we want to sign young players, but Alex Song is our chief target for that kind of position mm-hmm. where Barton plays, and he got this injury. So they're thinking, well, we're not sure. We'll leave it yeah. late in the window to sign him. But even if we do sign him, we can't rely on him. And that's why you saw Oxford thrust into the side. Now, yeah. obviously, Oxford had a great game. Whether yeah. or not it would be wise to continue to play him week in, week out, I don't know. You know, so Because he will have a bad game. Yes, that's right. He yeah, could yeah. well have a disastrous yeah. game, in fact. Well, Danny Potts had a triumphant uh, debut and then yeah. didn't... So, is Barton going to... No, so but but, I think he's a bit better than Potts, to be honest. But, 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 um, oh, no, but, just, no, but the but, point, the yeah, point is, the point. But, is that Barton, uh, they have been looking for a stopgap midfielder, right? So... You can't get someone who's, um, you, you know, if you get someone young, you sort of think, well, we're going to spend a lot of money on them and then they're not going to na- have a future necessarily because we've already got our key players who are Kiote and, and um, uh, what's it, Obiang and... Uh, and Noble, and, of course. And Noble. Mm. And so well, we need a stopgap. So that's why we were looking, for instance, at Cambiasso, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. we were looking at players like that, experienced players. Secondly, it's a young team, and it's just a lot of the players are new. I mean, there's a lot of young players who just came in last summer, so they're you know, mm-hmm. likes of Crespo and Kyoto, they're they're new themselves. Yes, they're, you know? young, they're young. So, yeah. and Nolan could be on his way out, and you can't. Well, that's that's what team. we don't. I mean, that's what we that don't know. Because like I mean, to a certain thing. extent, the, the that, other thing that, that that feels as though who he might be, as it were, yeah, replacing. replacing. So you need a squad midfielder. Barton can play pretty much anywhere in the midfield, right? He's a good, solid player. And he uh, and also the thing about his baggage is Joey Barton actually, you know, hasn't done anything berserk in quite a good few years. Question right? time. So he so he, that's kind he, of yeah. He, yes, he dropped a clanger on, within five he, minutes of being on Question Time. Yeah, but I mean, you know, yeah. to me, I, I am not going to judge a player on the basis of what no. he says on Question didn't Time. He punch I won't some, do it. That's sort of thing. Didn't, didn't he punch <laughs> a whole City player or something in the bollocks last season or something? Like uh, that? Yes, he did. He did something. He yeah. got sent off. At, he did get sent off. Well, the, the thing is, he's yeah. not the guy who he used no. to be. I mean, we used to no, used no. to be like you know long lengthy bands fighting off the pitch yeah. it's not like his family man now the other thing is and i know this from people at qpr i've spoken to he's like the best trainer the best professional stuart mm, pierce mm. was saying on the radio this yes morning, i'm he sure said, he is. It's the best player he said at city when i first saw him when he was a kid i thought he's not going to make it it'll be a non-league player he goes through sheer force of will and commitment 
he turned himself into a player who ended up getting an England cap. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, it's not a bad... I know it Mark sounds... Bertram, bit, Mark Bertram told us a Birch, story yeah. about... Uh, Said he's the best, best trainer You know, his club. frustration at QPR's training yeah. sessions. Yeah, when Redknapp was there, the coaches were a little bit... They, Redknapp's gang, like um, Jordan, Jordan and yeah. Kevin Bond, etc., yeah. they're, well, they're sort of quite well known for no, being lacklustre. Mm. Barton wasn't having that. No, no. Barton is a guy who's going to go in and... Be, I think he'd be a good influence on the club. You might well be right. I mean, I, <clears throat> to be, yeah, so I'm with you in terms of I, I think you've got to be very careful making sort of moral judgments about who you sign, who you, who you don't, and whether or not they're a nice person or not. Or, or you know, um, I don't think that's the issue. I, I might, no, I was purely questioning whether or not a, actually it's 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 a player we need. Uh, you know, yes. in central, I think we're quite well. I think they want stocked as it were I think in they central want midfield. That's the issue. I'm, I'm more bothered about. I really, we really do need someone up front because yeah. if Saka gets yeah. injured, we but are in big, big thought, trouble. We need cover there because we're not sure what's happening with Song. We're not going to persist with Oxford. We can't mm. necessarily rely on Oxford for a whole season yet, just yet. Um, okay, this guy's available for free. The wages yeah. aren't going to be astronomical, no. and he's a very seasoned pro. Well, the, perfect, perfect. The, there's actually a thing in the Evening Standard today that uh, they're offering him a kind of um, pay as you play. Deal. Oh right. Okay. You know, which, well, you know, I'm not. Which as I, say, may I, well I think quite, he's a good footballer. Which he I'm may not well turned yeah, out. I've always thought he's a good footballer. It felt actually that he might be kind of. This might be his last Rarani media career. I think he's sort of angling for. He's already doing. He's some got. Punditry, he's got he? many business interests. Oh, Joe does he? Barton, yeah, yeah. So you know, including the supplying energy to small businesses across the northwest. Really, I interviewed him once, and the the conversation took a very. I was thinking, oh, hopefully, what I'll be able to do is goad him into saying a load of terrible mm-hmm. garbled philosophical mm. stuff because like that's at the time he was banging into the Nietzsche and all the rest of it right and uh, unfortunately we found ourselves in a cul-de-sac whereby he kept telling me about the sort of uh, energy provision he did for rugby mm. league clubs he presented his annual accounts yeah to it was very tedious stories, stories and it was that about, point i yeah. knew he'd changed his ways Jim. yeah yeah because <laughs> i thought no one no one could be this boring no, if they were still reckless well i, I can see a segue i can see a segue now into football mavericks and your meeting with paolo di canio which was yesterday it was yesterday, yesterday oh my god so much yeah. has happened uh, yeah, so he came in and what was that? Well, you know, you can listen. It, it, you know, there was the stuff we discussed on there, which wasn't West Ham heavy because a lot of it was about his experience of managing and, you know, and yeah. it was, a, a, I think it was a really great chat. He was very honest, very frank, really compelling and passionate, and serious about what he had to say. Rare amongst football mm-hmm. managers, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it was great. But uh, from a West Ham point of view, you know, we got on to, on air, we talked, I think, a little about, you know, his desire to one day return to West Ham. But he was very respectful of, of course, the new regime. So he was like, well, of course, one day, it's obvious. He used the word, it's obvious I would love to play for West Ham. Mm. Uh, I'd love to manage West Ham one day or be involved. But we're talking 10, 20 years. He said, because, you know, we all want to be behind the, the, you know, Slaven and and he, he yeah. spoke very warmly of Julian Dix. So he never played with Billich. No, uh, no. He did, did but obviously Dix, he knew yeah. Julian. Yeah. Crossed over and just he, about. And he spoke yeah. extremely highly of him. But, um, but he, so he was right behind them on that. And he said, what are the other things he said? Oh, yeah, I asked him about, when United had come in for him, because you know Ferguson yes, said yeah, yeah. all these amazing things, he almost kind of waved goodbye at one game. Didn't well, he? he said, "I said, was the deal done? Was it?" He said, "I just said to, that I couldn't go because he said the West Ham fans are in my heart, and 
you know, they were so good to me when I came, you know, off the back of the Paul Orcott situation. He said, and it's in my heart. He said, I just couldn't go. I said, oh, so you're saying that the deal was done between the clubs and you turned it down. He said, well, I can't remember. I don't think the deal was finalised, but... I'd sort of say, so I don't know whether I bought that or not. He got sent off, didn't he? So um, they would have, you know, they wanted him in the window, Man U, didn't yeah. they? But he couldn't have played the first couple of games because he got sent oh, off, I, I think. That was. That. Right. He got sent off or he got injured. I think he got sent off or something. And, and right. so he wouldn't have been able to play the first couple of games for Man right. U. And that was sort of, they're going, well, we're only, you know, we want half a season out of you. And if you can't play the first couple. He told me a good story about we got onto the, you know, pushing the ref over. And I said, obviously, the funniest part of that clip is when Nigel Winsburn shits himself when he, you know, uh, and he goes, and he said, yeah, it was funny. He said, when, when I said, and then he signed for us. He goes, when he signed for us, he said, I came in and he was already there. And Razor Ruddock came out to me and said, "Uh, Paolo, uh, Nigel is, is here. We leave dressing room on it, so he's on his own with you. And he goes, he's making a trick. He's make a funny joke. <laughs> and he goes, I walk in and Nigel is there. And I said to him, what do you have to say to me now, Nigel? <laughs> and he goes, oh, Paolo, it's so nice to see you. I so look forward to working with you, Paolo. And I see he's very scared. So I just laugh and go, ha, it's okay, Nigel. I'm your friend now. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was good. That was all on air. Off air, he, I asked him a little bit. I said, what do you think about Pyatt? And he went, I think he's great. Um, he said, he, he looks great. I, he said, I watched him all last season as well. I've seen a lot of him. Right. He said, I think he's very strong. He said, it's not just that he's skillful. He goes, he's tough. No, he's powerful, isn't he? He said, he's yeah, tough. Yeah. He goes, he'll, yeah. he'll, get, he'll fit straight in because he won't have to yeah. adapt to all yeah. that being yeah. kicked up. Well, that, the, the ball he chases down uh, and keeps in, he, he leaps into the air, skill, isn't it? sort of stops it going out with his foot, and then, nods it, head, nods then it runs in. out of play, knocks it back in with his head, then puts a perfect cross across. And you just go, oh, 70% of players would have left it. It was astounding. Yeah, yeah 70% yeah, yeah, of players yeah. would have left it. And then I said, and then he spoke about Oxford, who we was most excited to talk about this was sort of in the breaks because mm. we didn't want to yeah. hijack Elvin with just a West Ham chat. Yeah, yeah. And he went, he's amazing. He said the best thing that he did. He got he, he talking a lot about how he judges players on their character. Mm. And he said, I saw him speaking in the interview. He goes, and I just he said with me, he goes, I think you can just make your mind up about players sometimes without him seeing them play. Yeah, he yeah, said, yeah. And I just saw that bloke is got his and he said, um, he said the best thing he said in his interview was when they said, what was the most exciting moment for you? The best moment for you, he goes, it was when Sanchez came on. And I said, well, I didn't like that because it made him sound like he was in awe of the other team. He mm-hmm. went, no. He went, when Sanchez comes on and you're 16 years old, most players think, oh, shit, Sanchez is coming on. He goes, he liked it. He yeah, was excited yeah, yeah. to see yeah, one of the world's best yeah. players come yeah. on. And yeah. he thought, great, this is a challenge. He went... That to me yeah, yeah. shows me that he's, he's going to go yeah. all the way. Such a calm head on 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 those shoulders. Isn't the uh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the scant highlights on match of the day had two fantastic interview, interviews. Billich's post match interview was like a, a, was was sort of masterful because he kind of said um, I wasn't pleased with the team in the first half. Yeah, you know, even they no, went, yeah, you know, and then uh, we made some adjustments in the second half. Then I thought we were great in the second. Yeah. So it does exactly the right thing. He goes, we were great, but he also says, yeah. 
it wasn't all that good in the first half. You know, it says yeah. everything you need to say. Incredibly positive, you know, praises the players, praises uh, Oxford. You know, it's just consummate interview, as was Oxford's. You know, it was, yeah. it was incredibly sort of, yeah, uh, you know, a real joy to hear the sort of positivity and, you know, yeah. kind of... Um, no, no side to anything, you know, just honest kind of interviews yeah. with, with, uh, those participants. We probably need to wrap this up for yeah. you, but, uh, we should mention, um, uh, the plan, the plan that it's afoot to get, uh, Slavin Bilic to play with the Cockney Rejects. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Turner was coming on the Talk Sports show a lot in July, and uh, he's a great guy, and you should get me on the podcast. From Jeff the Turner of the Cockney Rejects. And we were talking about Slavin. Now, Slavin's, of course, a rock star, as you mm-hmm. just demonstrated yeah, yeah. some of his uh, great lyrics. And he, he, we were saying, wouldn't it be great? If we got him on stage to play with the Cockney with rejects, the rejects yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe we could do it as a fundraiser for the Bobby Moore Bobby Fund. Bobby Moore Fund, yeah. yes, absolutely. We should do this, and, and we should try and make it happen. And yeah, if anyone's should, listening, yeah. who could help with that, I can, you know, certainly contact Jeff, and the rejects would definitely be on board. Mm-hmm. We'll hopefully speak with the club, and we'll try and. and I'm sure Talksport will get behind it as well, and we'll yeah. we'll try and do it, <clears> and it'd be a good like charity project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. anyone's listening. Who's in that business or could suggest a good do it somewhere you know in east london at a nice venue and i, I, I play in a band great. that has played yeah that uh, maybe festival. i don't know there's lots of bands out there um <laughs> but uh, I, and I i'm am, pretty I'm, sure the rejects have the bassist I'm area in. cover no, yeah. no, no no bands have more than one bassist I, you can have a, you can have a rhythm guitarist and a lead guitarist yeah. you don't have two bassists I, i'm all right on the bongos spinal tap had two, okay this right. is not working okay, out. this is just a Dom, i think you've just, done well to not put yourself forward you're are you going to be like the best figure? I can play the maracas, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> the I don't know if it suits yeah. the uh, fiery yeah. madness and the uh, yeah. Yeah. East End and yeah. Yeah. the terraces. There's very but, little uh, maraca work in, uh, so, in post in yeah. punk music. So, so it'll wave a tambourine around, won't yeah. 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 Yeah.
great. <laughs> yeah. But th- th- there are so many there who you see that they're wearing Arsenal the head. They're listening spend. to personal stories with Arsenal headphones. Yeah. They're drinking from Arsenal water bottles. Yeah, yeah. They've uh, got honestly, a little Arsenal knick I've never bags. disliked Arsenal they fans. Are like, you know the way you can start, I don't like to dislike anyone. Yeah. I mean, my brother no. is a very angry man, and he will talk use words like hatred and stuff. I'm like, you know, I'm more sort of a sensitive character. I don't like to say that I hate or dislike fans no. of other clubs. How and and so, but you know, sometimes with Tottenham and Chelsea, and you're like, oh god, they're you know, they're, I, could, I sometimes find myself feeling bad thoughts about them. Arsenal, I just sympathise. I look at them and think, you're rid- what a ridiculous. They are set ridiculous. Of fans. They do look ridiculous. Unfortunately, though. Yeah. I, I fear we might be seeing the future if we're we get to this Olympic Stadium and we're successful. It's just a real Jim, that's conversation. Jim, starting with Jim, Saturday, no, Clara, it's Claret and Blue Day on Jim, Saturday. And what will you be wearing? Jim, fiery madness. I, I bet be wearing, you won't I'll be, be wearing, wearing steel madness. bra. Take this, take these fiery lyrics madness. home, Jim. I think, I think we should um, have steel bra. Day. No, they, yeah. next Saturday should be fiery madness yeah, day. Fiery madness, madness day. day. Fiery madness Absolutely. day. All right, uh, predictions. Let's, let's, uh, oh, predictions for the weekend. Uh, the Leicester, uh, Leicester game. Sam, I think we're going to win two nil against Leicester. Two nil, Jim. I think we'll win. I think it'll be a tight game. I think it's going to be there. They've got off to a good start. It's going to be a tougher game than a lot of people think, but I think we'll nick it 2 1. Now, uh, last week I predicted Arsenal nil, West Ham four. And, uh, you yeah, know, I was well, halfway there. Yeah, yeah. I was in the right territory. Uh, this week I say uh, West Ham United uh, one, Leicester City nil. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Leicester City. Um, I Don, was actually going to say 2-0 uh, to West Ham, but, but Sam nicked that one you early doors. So I'm going to give uh, Leicester a little bit and say 2-1. 2-1, So, uh, that's it for this week's Stop Hammer Time, I think. There's uh, nothing... Uh, I, need, uh, I need to go to the toilet now. Good. So let's, uh, let's wrap it up. It. So, um, with me have been Jim Grant. Cheerio. Uh, Sam Delaney. Bye. And Dom Delaney. Goodbye. Come on, you irons. This show is brought to you in association with Labbrooks for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at labbrooks.com. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.